don't want to make it seem like sports players are because they already most of them already have a big enough head i don't want to make it seem like they're like above us but the reality is they're more susceptible to weirdos so i do think we shouldn't have such easy access to them it reminds me of like high school when like a guy would cheat on you with another girl and the girl would get mad at the other girl rather than getting mad at the guy can't relate to cancel culture hookup culture or victim culture well neither could we we created this platform for those other girls girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a christian and conservative worldview we talk about life work relationships pop culture and everything in between so let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture but change culture Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a tea cap. This is our weekly episode where we just discuss a bunch of random things that happened this week that we think are important to talk about or that are just interesting to us. Um, and I'm super excited to have everyone listening and super excited to have Freeman back. How are you, girl? What's Things up? have been good. Things have been good. I've finally been able to get a work schedule down somewhat, which has been good. Let's see. What else is going on? I got another membership to Burn Boot Camp. Um, nice. I'm still not sure how I feel about it, but it's better than nothing. There's one right next to me, so I've been like able to get my bike and like just take a bike ride up there in the mornings before work try to squeeze in some homework Andy traveled last weekend so that was a great time for me to get homework done but I'm so glad to be back I listened to the environmental episode which I have thoughts on if you can't tell but that's another story for another day I might do a blog post about it but um okay oh maybe we can even have you talk to Chris like you and Chris can do an episode Oh, geez. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. But that would be cool. I would have to, like, do more thought, you know, because I just have some initial thoughts. I'd have to be, like, a little bit more. I'd have to do deeper thinking, to be honest with you, if I did all that. But I would love to. I have some questions for him, for sure. Okay. Okay. Chris is really, like, he's super kind, down to earth. Um, He's he's a good guy. He seems really cool. He seems cool. And I feel like... I'm used to people talking from the heart and I felt like he was talking a little bit more diplomatically, like what works, you know, like what's the policy that works. And I'm more interested in like hearing what's your personal take on this. And it doesn't seem like that was quite, you know, what, do you see what I'm saying? That's interesting. I will. And okay. That's interesting. You have that take because in my head, I wanted that. I wanted the, okay, let's stop talking all this other drama stuff. What actually works? Like, what policy should we That's be right. for? And I, and I completely got that. I completely got, like, this works. This is the strategy that works. This is what Republicans respond to. That's what's going to win elections. And my thing was, but is that the right thing to do? And that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. I think, I think it is is because well that's another conversation um no but chris is good people like he's he's mm-hmm. good people he's not like some of anyway he's good people yeah i really liked hearing the conversation because i've never really heard a conversation about the conversation about climate change on the right <laughs> yeah well i mean and that was another huge point we wanted to make too was like if we don't have anything to say mm-hmm. then the left is going to continue to say whatever they want to say and i um, loved hearing i loved hearing that yeah That's so you, guys all right. should, you should check it out check out that episode yeah i thought it was very interesting i this is the third environmental episode we've done i learned something new every single time because i mm-hmm. truly like for a while, I just did not care. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of, I, like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I literally just did not care. Um, so it's good to hear, and I, and I want to care more. So it was a good yeah. episode. And if yes. you guys haven't, you should listen to the episode Melanie and I did. Oh my gosh, <laughs> a lot of giggling. Um, but we talked about. Um, so now it's cuffing season. For those that don't know. This is the season where everybody starts to be in a relationship. You're going to notice all your friends that were like, oh, I don't really want to be, are all on dating apps. They're all looking for 
men and there's nothing wrong with that like be in a relationship being in a relationship is fun um you know date to marry though so don't just like date around just to date around but you know, it's fun and uh we have some good tips some good do's and don'ts if you're trying to be in matching christmas pajamas by um christmas and oh that's my a gosh. line from the blog post i also made a blog post about it and i have that line in there if you're trying to be in matching christmas pajamas by christmas listen to these tips and i tell I a couple of it. dating stories um we even like workshopped an idea of maybe doing a patreon where i share like some i have a lot of dating stories before before 2020 i wouldn't say like i wasn't going on a bunch of dates. like don't get me wrong like I, I have friends that go on like three or four dates a week i wasn't doing that but like i definitely i have some interesting stories i also just because of the nature of who i am i meet very very interesting people freeman can attest to this if anyone's known me for more than like you know a couple months you can attest that i always meet interesting people so i have some really interesting stories that i think we might do a patreon on to share to be completely Something else i've been thinking about the last week has been the recent republican debate yes we need to do a patreon on that we really do um let's get that on the books when we hang up, let's figure, let's try to work on the next couple of days. I really yeah. want to do one. There's a lot of things, a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts. All right. What have we got today? Okay. Lots happened this week. Um, first thing I want to say, we're, we are kind of pretty much sticking with um, a blog a week. So like I said, by the time you hear this, there's going to be my top three do's and don'ts of online dating um app dating or whatever we have a new segment dear other girls reach out dear other girl at you know what dear other girls <laughs> okay so <laughs> dear other girls with an s um so there's that <laughs> Dear other girls with an S is the email you should send it to. Whatever, I have both now. We have both now. Um, dear other girls with an S. Um, we have new fall merch and also old fall merch. This is my anti-abortion sweatshirt that I love. It's so comfy. Um, it's a huge seller. Um, and I want to ask you, Freeman. You kind of already know the question, but I want you to try. And this is for everybody. I heard this question on a podcast like two weeks ago at this point, and I really want to see if anyone can do it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Describe the color red. Blood. Okay. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, this, like, okay. Describe blood. What color is blood? Uh, what? I. <laughs> you're speechless and that's flesh? okay let's wait what i said flesh maybe but i guess flesh is like depending on your skin tone yeah the thing is you guys we cannot d- describe colors our concept of colors is just the way light reflects and so to me my mic is pink and to you my mic might be pink but we have no idea of knowing if like my perception of pink is the same shade of pink that you see. No, yeah, that's true. It makes you wonder about like universal truth. Yeah. Or is it just our perception? Well, I definitely think there's universal morality. I do of believe course. in of course there yeah. is universal truth. But it kind of puts into question like you think you know this, but do you really? Yeah. So that's your philosophy lesson for the day. Um, but what, how would you describe the color red? I can't. I, like, I have no concept yeah. of, like, we can't use, we can say that we know that Clifford, the big red dog, is red. We know that blood, when it comes out of your body, is red. We know that little red riding hood is red. But we don't know, like, I can't sit here and describe red. I can say it is a dark, 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 dark pink. But then once again, I'm using another color. What is pink? Mm. A mixture of red and white. What's white? The absence of light. Oh, no. This also, of light. 
This also makes me think about other terms that are meaningless, like <laughs> this is meaningless. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Red doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It, like tangibly. And like, I think a lot when people like use the word like whore, I'm like that literally or like other slurs that just doesn't like mean anything. Yeah. Like, there's no tangible. such thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. And like you said, it's different for everyone. So like, why do we use this term so wishy-washy if it means something for everyone and also like it doesn't exist i feel like it it exists but everybody's concept of it is different because we can put Mm. so you know that picture of the two lavenders and it's like girls will look at this and they'll see two different colors yes i remember the dresses even the dresses like it's all our perception i just keep thinking of the idea like to me this is pink I see this in a specific shade of pink, but how you might see it could be a little different. Yeah, it looks a little purple on the screen right now. That is probably because of the lighting in my room. But my point is, like, if we were in the same room, though, like, I don't know if we will be seeing the same color pink is what I'm trying to say. Gives you something to think about, you guys. You ready for the stories? Sure. I feel like I'm having a a whole different like concept in my brain of what's I feel like I'm just like going on some kind of like philosophical thought and you're Good. just like trying to reel me in a little bit. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like I want everybody to think like this. I want you to now yeah. go home, ask all your friends to describe a color. We literally have no concept to describe a color other than another color or describing something that is the color yeah that we think we're all seeing it also kind of reminds me of um the idea that we're like in a matrix almost like uh have you seen don't say that to our to our to our conservative we're not we're not we're not we're not have you seen the truman show have you seen that movie yeah i have okay so like you know it's like the concept of like as soon as you leave an area everything just kind of like disappears Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how would you know? There's no way to know. There's no way to know that animals don't have a party when you leave. Yeah. Or even our dolls. There's literally no... I remember when I was younger, really wanting to see, like, you know, sometimes I close my eyes and, like, kind of squint to see if they were doing something. <laughs> we really don't know. So everything that... Okay, after this, we have to get off this topic. But everything we do is out of faith. When we really think about it, Everything we're doing is out of faith. Like Not sitting in a like chair knowing. is out of right. Sitting in a chair is out of faith. We really do not know if this chair is going to break when you sit in it. Oh my you god! You literally do not know. It's all out of faith. We all have faith. All right. Wow, Mallory, tonight, that is so so fascinating. <laughs> Sleep well tonight. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay so oh the first thing did you hear about what's going on with the speaker of the house um unfortunately i've been hearing about it for the last six weeks everything that's been going on with him yes so i wanted to talk about it a little bit really quick because some people listening you might not really be into politics so you might not really even understand what's happening I want to read what the Speaker of the House is and then kind of explain what's happening and then we'll get into more stories. So the Constitution mentions the need. This is from CBS. The Constitution mentions the need for a speaker, but it doesn't say much more about their duties. Over time, the role of the speaker has grown to be a big one. They call the House to order. They allow members of Congress to deliver remarks in one minute floor speeches. They decide whether there's quorum to allow business to be conducted. They decide what bills get voted on. They appoint key House staff members, such as the parliamentarian and the historian. Most recently, the past two House speakers have announced an impeachment inquiry into the sitting president. Okay, so what does that mean? The speaker does have a big role. I... From what I've been reading, because I wanted to really talk at least a little bit from a place of authority on this topic, um, 
it doesn't really look like the constitution really said, oh, this is what the speaker is going to do. Da, 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 da. We've kind of just grown into it. The biggest hmm. reason why it's important is because they decide the bills that get voted on. That's why it's really important. And they appoint house staff members. Those are kind of the big things. So what's happened is McCarthy has been voted out um, in a vote 216 to 2010 to remove him as the Speaker of the House. And the Speaker of the House is the person who is, who that person or that, yeah, that person is a part of the political party that has the most members in Congress. So right now it's a Republican majority. So there is a Republican Speaker of the House. Okay. So historic move that comes, oh, and this is the first time, by the way, everybody, the first time this has ever happened. It's a historic move that comes after he reached an 11th hour deal to avert a government shutdown with the help of House Democrats. The ouster came after Republican Representative Matt Gates acted Monday night to force a vote on a motion to vacate the office of the Speaker. Following through on a threat he made last week to take the gavel from the California Republican while the threat of shutdown loomed. While other speakers throughout history have stepped down after losing the support of their party, McCarthy is the first to be oust through a vote of the House in the middle of a congressional term. So what happens now that it's removed? In the rules of the 118th Congress state that, quote, in case of a vacancy in the office of the speaker, the next member named on a list submitted by McCarthy to the clerk of House in January will become pro tempore until the speaker is elected. So the next member, which is Representative Patrick McHenry of North Carolina, um, he was next in line. So now he is the acting speaker of the House. He's the gentleman that's always in bow ties and love a good bow tie. Uh, and that's very North Carolina of him to be wearing bow ties, seersucker type stuff. If you don't know what that is, you're probably not from North Carolina. Okay. Pending such election, the member acting as pro tempore may exercise such authorities of the office of speaker. Okay. Now, who could be the next speaker? He, McCarthy said he's not running. And Good. from the time of recording, um, cannot remember the people who, there's been already been two people who announced. By the time this comes out, there could be plenty more. How long will it take? Well, when McCarthy in January, I don't know if you guys remember, in January, when McCarthy um, was being put as speaker, voted on a speaker, they went 15 rounds of voting because people, yeah. certain rep Republicans, would not vote to approve him. Because it they wanted some level of power over him, and they were leveraging that so that he would basically do what they wanted. They would be pulling the strings behind the scenes to get what they wanted, which is essentially a very, very pro-Trump Republican voice. Yes. So here's the thing. This is going to be anti-Biden. Yes. And here's the thing. This is what's going to be really... Um... Up in the air, strange, or whatever about this whole thing is there has to be the majority of the members of the House have to vote in the next speaker. To get McCarthy out, the majority of the House had to say he had to leave. What does that mean? That means to get the majority, that means every single Republican, pretty, I believe except for two, must agree on the next speaker. Because every single Democrat is not going to agree. Just like last Which is going to be really, really hard to do because the right is so divided. Exactly. And to get McCarthy out, every single Democrat voted for to get him out. And then I would believe it was eight Republicans voted to get him out. So the reality is, whoever it is, it has to be someone who's going to unite the Republican Party. Who is that? No idea. No idea. Um, but that is it'll where... probably be a similarly spineless Republican oh. that's willing to do anything that they that inflammatory Republicans want him to do in order to elevate his or her political career. 
You know what's very interesting about all of this? Hmm. The inflammatory Republicans feel as if he was spineless because he did everything the Democrats said. I think that's what's so hard about this whole thing. Like That's why they ousted him. They said he was spineless because he was agreeing with Democrats. But what's crazy to me, what's crazy to me, is to get him out, they had to agree with Democrats. But anyway, that's beside the point. What is the, the big problem is the Republican Party is so divided. That's why if I was a Democrat, I would have voted to keep him. Because, like, I would have just let the, the opposite party crumble. No, 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 no. This is the best. We have given the Democrats a wealth. Like, they are probably so happy. Having yeah. this little thing right here is, that's literally what they want. They want so much division. They uh -huh. want the people who are so inflammatory, for lack of a better word. They want them to keep getting screen time. I listened to this guy. Um, I think he's called Secular Talk or something. He's on the other side. You guys know I listen to both. And he said that, um, he said every time he talks about Matt Gates, he's always like, and let him keep going because the more he talks, the more we look better in X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I think this is what the Democrats want. They were probably excited. They're like, yeah, Republicans, come vote with us. We'll vote with you. Hey, Republicans, come on over. So we're in shambles. Um, God bless us because we still have a primary. We still have the actual presidential election. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how, what's next. I don't even know who, I, I have no idea who could unite everybody. Yeah, I really, really don't think it'll be a uniting, positive, godly force. I think it'll be another puppet. I don't even think it'll be, like, I think it's going to be weeks before they have someone else. I don't see them voting for anyone agreeing on anyone anytime soon now i'm saying this you guys and nine times out of ten my predictions are wrong so we could wake no, up I tomorrow you're right but we could wake up tomorrow and it's all figured out i thought i've i have thought a lot of things <laughs> that were incorrect but outside looking at it really doesn't look like they'll be able to unite to figure out who it should be not not unless we're willing to lay down our pride and take a hit for the greater good which i don't think really any republican in office is willing to do so until we have some humility this is going to continue well i will say a huge thing so you know looking at different commentators and um looking at like what's going on around a huge issue that we have right now in america is we are very team oriented. We see yeah. Republican and Democrats as sports. Uh, Instead of in a soccer game, you have to work against the other side. By you working cannot, together. By working together, but you have to work against the other side. The idea of working together with the other side to make things better, that does not exist in impossible. sports. And we as a country have kind of turned this into sport. So I just want to remind everybody like, you know, it's not a. Oops, I'm sorry. It's not a sport. This isn't a yeah. sport. This is like people's, people's lives, lives. <laughs> actual decisions. These are actual decisions that can affect. So you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not saying. I, like I want to say, you make compromises, but I, I don't want you to hear me say, "Oh, well, then that means you think we should have." Valerie, compromise is is literally the most uniting term possible. Compromise does not equal weakness. No, I agree. I'm saying like people don't like the idea of compromise. Yeah. As a matter yeah. of fact, that's why Matt Gates did this because yeah. he was upset that the he compromised with the Democrats. But that's what politics mm -hmm. are. And another yeah. thing that always I'm gonna go on a quick rant. Another thing that always was crazy to me was like you see um McCarthy hugged AOC or like was respectful to her and it's like, yeah, they're coworkers. Like, why Literally. would he, are you expecting him to spit in her face? What? Literally. Like, Tackle I don't, her. yeah, like, I don't understand. How was that? Like, a, oh, they probably go to each other's Christmas parties. He's they a rhino. Do. He's a rhino because he respected another person. Right. You're right. They probably do. They, they probably go to the same grocery store and have the same doctor. Literally. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is with that, especially because, like, I don't know that they're humans. Uh, but anyway, that's. 
that's the skinny on um the speaker of the house so we'll keep you guys updated if anything interesting else happens i think it's just gonna be a couple more weeks of who's it gonna be who's it gonna be Ooh, let's see so and so's go oh let's see and then them rejecting every person because i don't i just don't see a world where everyone is going to agree anytime soon anytime soon so Let's get into some stories. That was the only did you hear, because this was a big one. Let's get into some stories. So the first story I have, um, this is more of just like, anyway, I'll read it. It's from People Magazine. OnlyFans model, Sammy Sheen, Charlie Sheen's daughter, 19, must quit vaping before breast surgery. Getting my boobs done will save my life. OnlyFans model, Sammy Sheen, daughter of Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards, and meant she's been vaping daily for five years hmm. since she was 14. And she said, quote, my whole life revolves around it. Oh Sammy my gosh. Sheen, the oldest daughter of Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen, um, $2, took to TikTok money to ask her followers for advice as she quits vaping in advance for her breast augmentation surgery at 19. She goes, I'm so scared. I don't know how I'm going to live without this thing. It's really sad. My whole life revolves around it. I've depended on it for so long. I've tried quitting multiple times. It's really, F word, hard. I ordered the book How to Quit Vaping by Alan Carr. Have I started reading it? No, because I don't want to quit. Mm. The OnlyFans model, 19 OnlyFans, like realistically, I don't want to quit. Like I know I'm going to be so much healthier and live longer because of it. I just don't want to deal with it. I've been putting it off. But now Sheen said she has to be nicotine free for at least a month before her surgery, which is scheduled in two months. Quote, the time has come where I absolutely where I have absolutely no choice and I have to quit soon. I've, I'm already getting anxiety. OK, I have not gone a single day in the past five years without this MFR. She said, holding up a silver vape pen. I think me getting my boobs done is honestly going to save my life because it's forcing me to quit. So at least we have that. <laughs> okay so i really want to talk about this because i just i think she's just so young for all of this yeah um i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with like vaping same like it's at this point we know it's just kind of like cigarettes but cuter and like i personally don't think it's wrong i've vaped a couple of times i don't think i've owned one like i don't think it's that big of a deal i'm also like at the time, I was like 25, and now I'm 28. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Getting a boob job, you guys know, I'm not pro-cosmic surgery. I think that after 25, because I think your body, quote, I don't know the right word for it, but your body settles by like 25. So like, oh, you're still, so like, you know, when the girls get surgeries, like under, I want to say it's under 25, your body could still, like, you could still be getting hips. The people who get the butt implants, you you can still get hips by then. Your boobs can still grow. Like, you're not mm. at your final form at 19. Mm. Mm. And OnlyFans, you know, I'm against it. No need to have it. 19 is so young. I mean, you have to be 18. But yeah, 19 is still so young to have all of this, um, all of this inappropriate, sexual content material about you online and i just it just reminds me that the kids are not okay like this is just so it's like i saw that story and it's just so concerning to me and the fact that she's been vaping since she was 14 once again Mm -hmm. like you know not necessarily against vaping but at 14 at like and for you to be i am against just like alcohol just like marijuana just like heroin no i'm just joking heroin's a different category we've discussed that that's awful but like anything in moderation whatever Mm, moderation Um, is a virtue say that again moderation is a virtue yes moderation is a virtue but the fact that you're saying and um that you do it every day and i have a friend who is getting off of nicotine now and it is hard it is and she's an adult like an adult to an adult um so just at 19 that's this is so crazy like what what do we do how do we help the girls how do we help the young girls what what's going on you've been 19 closer than i have what's happening i mean first of all i think it's 
we need to talk about how she's saying that like this whole like cosmetic surgery is saving her life fair that's another like wait what (laughs) that seems like i mean she admits it's like a problem she admits you know she's pretty much with you on like the importance of moderation and the importance of getting off this thing what i'm not with her on is how getting surgery saves her life i think that's a very problematic statement and i think you know young women who maybe maybe are having the exact same struggles body image issues maybe they're addicted to nicotine whatever literally might think okay so i might have to force myself to quit vaping by maybe getting a surgery or something Mm. Like, there are people that are so easily influential and people with money that will do whatever an influencer is telling them to do yeah. to the point of surgery. So I think that's a really problematic statement. And I think I think we should talk about that a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I think that – I think I'm so concerned about the overall, but you're right. Like, this sentence – um, I think getting my boobs done is honestly going to save my life because it's forcing me to quit. So at least we have that. <laughs> like, I think that is incredibly problematic. And I think that that kind of just goes, that it reminds me of how when people quit, um, for example, some people quit alcohol and then they become addicted to food. So yeah, it's like, like replacing an addiction with another addiction isn't healing. It's no. not, it's not reconciliation. No, you know, no. And unless this boob job is, like, going to help her health, which I know it's not. Um, unless, yeah, unless she had, like, back issues, right. her breasts were, like, really... I think we can... even breast reduction surgery right. or, like, removing a problematic tissue, like... But I think we can make the... And so, you know, it all it's all connected. Because I think we can make the assumption it's for the OnlyFans to get mm-hmm. more followers or fans mm-hmm. or... Oh, fans, I guess, is what they're called. Um... <laughs> More men, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that's like, and that all leads into she has this OnlyFans, and it's just, yeah. it's just so strange to me that she's so young, like nineteen. Like, if this was someone twenty nine, like, still, I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah, should not be anything in moderation is best. Shouldn't have OnlyFans, yada yada. But like at nineteen, that's just so young. Yeah, that's younger than me. Yeah. And you're pretty young. I'm just joking. Yeah, I'm pretty young. <laughs> so to wrap this up, it kind of reminds me of something that I was talking to you about earlier, about how kids are kind of going from, like, girls specifically, because, you know, this is a woman's show. Girls specifically are going from, like, watching Sam and Cat to Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, not even Sam and Cat, watching, like, well, yeah, I guess Sam and Cat to, like, Riverdale. Sure. And how... Yeah, and how, like, they're skipping that tween age. And I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast already or not, but it was this, like, seven-year-old girl that's, like, doing the skincare. If you have TikTok, mm-hmm. or Instagram, you've probably seen her. She's doing a skincare routine at, like, seven. And she's like, yeah, and then I'm I'm this girl. And she's like, sounds like a really mean girl doing skincare at, like, seven. And it's like, that's too young. There's no reason. But she has her TikTok. The people she follows, obviously she's going to follow older girls. She's not going to follow her friends. She's going to follow older girls. What are the older girls doing? Skincare. How are they talking? Yeah, you know, like, my friend's a B-word, and she just, you guys, and my boyfriend, they're emulating what they're seeing. Oh, my gosh. And at seven, she's doing the exact same thing. So it just kind of reminds me of, like, kids are, girls are skipping, like, that tween age. And they're going straight from, like, a kid to an adult. And I mean, I wish I like to whenever we have this conversation, I like to have some sort of solution, but I don't know what solution, not yet, at least. So if you guys are listening and you have ideas, let us know. Well, I think that tween age is pegged as the worst time of your life, the most awkward, the highest bullying, the most acne, you're gaining weight, you've got the hormones like. That is the worst time of your life (laughs) is being 12, okay? When in reality, like, yeah, you know, I 
was a pimply 12 year old like we all were but i mean there was still so much innocence and i think so much excitement for the future and you know you start liking boys and you're talking to your mom about that and you're talking to your friends about that and like your your teachers are starting to really challenge you and i think there's a lot that that age has to offer but when it's pegged as like you're going to get bullied, you're going to get stuffed in a locker when you get to middle school. Like, how can you blame people for wanting to jump from fifth grade to high school? Freeman, that is, you always have the good takes. You're right. We don't do a good job talking about this time other than like, it's so terrible, awful, like, oh, you're da da da. And especially for like the girls who want, because I remember at 12, I really, I had a crush on this guy that went to my church and I wanted him to like me so badly. (laughs) I remember I'd get my friends at a youth group. I guess it was called youth group, whatever it was. Children's church. No, not at 12. You're not children's church. Whatever it was. I'd get my Mm -hmm. friends. We would sit close to him. And I just remember wanting him so badly to like me. And I just think back if like all of the things that are available now for girls like how I just feel like my innocence wouldn't have been there because I mean and it would be like silly stuff like I'd like raise my hands really high so he could see that like just random silly things that like formative faith in order to get the boy or like the I have an unspoken prayer you know like those tiny things that like are and, and it'd be like sometimes I feel like I would say it just to say it like just to say I have a prayer request. yeah of course and of course. like I just feel like when I think about some of the things that are available now I don't know if those little tiny little sweet innocent things would like I feel like I would want to do something more yeah something like more like try getting spaghetti straps or like a belly button piercing right especially if I could see like you know I see all the people on TikTok so as an adult now what would I do if I wanted a guy to notice me, maybe I'd like, that's a bad example. Um, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. Like as an adult, what you would do to get a man to notice you is very different than what you would do at like 12 years old. But if all I'm watching on TikTok is adults talk about how they're getting their boys to notice mm. them, then I'm going to want to repeat what these adults are saying. Okay. Last thing. I completely hear what you're saying because you think about like the, what is it? 16 magazine. 17. Yeah. It's not catered to 17-year-old girls. No. It's catered to 11 and 12 and 13-year-old girls. No 17-year-old girls reading 17 magazine. 17-year-old girls are reading Cosmopolitan. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, um Okay, sorry. At the end of the day, like girls are trying to go up. Like we're we're trying to be we're looking at the future. We're looking at the future. There's a lot of good to look forward to, but also, like, you're never going to be where you're at right now. Right. Mmm, that's good. On that note, let's do our next story. Let's do it. Kind of, sort of, not really the same, but it's celebrity stuff. Page six is from page six. This happened last week, but I really want to talk about it because of the conversation we can have around this. Jets, the Jets player Nick Baldwin's wife blasts weirdo Angeline Pivnik for sliding to DMs. So it's a Jersey store, Jersey Shore star Angelina. Did you, do you know what Jersey Shore is? Yeah, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was very popular when I was like in high school. Is being put on blast for sliding to a married NFL player's Instagram direct messages. Alexis, the wife of New York Jets player Nick, took a tick took to TikTok on Sunday night to rip into Angelina for sending her husband a DM that read, see you soon. According to Alexis, the message arrived 10 minutes after she spotted Snooki on the MetLife field ahead of the Jets versus New England's game with Angelina. And she called her weird for contacting Nick, whose account contains a plethora of photos of the couple and their two-year-old daughter. You don't message a married woman's man that you're going to see him soon after you see his wife, she said. So, the reason why I want to talk about this is because this is weirdo behavior. And I think that because how 
I don't want to make it seem like sports players are, because they already, most of them already have a big enough head. I don't want to make it seem like they're like above us, but the reality is they're more susceptible to weirdos. So I do think we shouldn't have such easy access to them. I think Mm. people are kind of getting like mixed up. You would not message your coworker's husband, see you soon. That's so inappropriate. And I think that because the, people like these are celebrities we forget like we don't do that a couple weeks ago there was this whole scandal because a lady if i remember correctly you guys correct me if i'm wrong i'm saying like we have a live audience <laughs> like someone's gonna raise their hand and yeah, stop no, you. One's, no one's gonna correct me but um <laughs> if i'm remembering correctly this lady on tiktok made this like super like inappropriate sexual video about a baseball player um, that's married and it's like well first of all she shouldn't have made the video sexually inappropriate anyway because that's like weird because he didn't consent like that's not your man yeah but like it's the wife sexual got, harassment <laughs> literally and the right wife got upset about it and i think what it is is like we forget that these are people we as a society forget these are people mm-hmm. we can't just like treat people like that like it's getting to be really weird how or even like um you know, people on TV shows when someone who is, who was it? Oh, um, he plays Wolverine and he plays in, um, he was in, uh, that movie was Zendaya, Hugh Jackman. Every so often I see people go, I don't believe he's straight. Well, he said he's straight. So go ahead and let him be straight. Like, that's so weird. Like, he's just a human. Like, would you say that to his yes. face? Like, we've gotten too comfortable with that what are your thoughts on this type of behavior well honestly i love everything you said my brain didn't go there at all Mm -hmm. my brain was going towards why are why is every story every cheating every unfaithful story where the guy is the one in the middle it always ends in two women yelling at each other like why Interesting. isn't the man using his voice and protecting his wife and the sanctity of their marriage? Why is it always women yelling at women and the man gets off easy? Hold the man accountable. Make him be the one speaking to the inappropriate behavior. Why is this woman getting involved? interesting i think that's a very gen z mentality about it because if it's for me like i no, i'm not saying that's negative i'm just saying like i think that's more of uh-huh. a gen z mentality as a millennial i handle the women like if you were to come at my husband i'll handle her i don't want you talking to her i'll do it if a man were to come at me my husband will handle it but i guess you're making a good like i think what you said is valid like it well i do think and this could just be the nature of like some people's relationships i think she has access to his phone and his instagram so she saw it so Mm. i think that that's like the context i think kind of behind that so that's probably why she addressed it first but i do agree that like she he should say like it would be nice for him to say hey i'm married this isn't cool as opposed to the wife but i do like as a millennial i do think it's more of like me like i'm gonna handle the woman if she's coming at you and then if her husband says something to me yeah i want my husband to say something to him it reminds me of like high school when like a guy would cheat on you with another girl and the girl would get mad at the other girl rather than getting mad at the guy you see what i'm saying i agree so i agree with that and that's not what's happening in this case yeah it's similar yes yes and no the guy is super innocent in this and what's so funny is he's probably out on the field playing and his wife is probably like this in the stands like angry and he's probably just la-di-da i'm playing i have no idea what's going on and that's why that's what bothers me is like the burden always falls on the women to solve these issues meanwhile the guy is living his life hold the man accountable this is his problem not yours fair I think that's a very Gen Z thing to say, fair. <laughs> Let us know. Are I think you... it's a feminist thing to say. To say, like... Maybe. To say, like, why is the woman always, you know, having to handle the man's battles when it's, like, really his problem? If he's getting 
harassed. So I do think that the instance you brought up about the cheating, if, or even like the, I don't know if you've ever received the, hey girl message when it turns out you're dating someone and they are also dating someone else. I don't know if you ever received that. So like, I do think that's uh-huh. crazy. Like I actually had that happen to me. Maybe I'll tell that story in the Patreon. And mm. um, I remember being confused. Like, shouldn't you be talking to him? Like, why are you talking to me? Like, thank you for letting me know. But like, shouldn't you be mad at him? Why are you getting mad at me? So I agree right. on that standpoint, for sure. I do think that like, there is a time. So like, if that were to happen to me, like if I were to find out my husband, boyfriend or whatever was cheating on me, I don't see myself getting mad at the girl unless it was like a friend. Like, if it was someone who I knew right. personally, mm-hmm, then I'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh no, this for is sure. Her- yeah. Girl code, like, unacceptable. Right. But if it's just like, just some random girl that has no idea I exist, mm-hmm. then you get mad at the man. Like the man should mm-hmm. be held accountable. But I do think if it's something where a woman is, and your man is innocent, like I do, I do believe in like defending your man against a woman and a man needs to defend his woman against a man. And I guess that isn't feminist now that I'm like saying it out loud. Like, cause like, I don't even think, I don't think men should be arguing back and forth. Like, I don't think they should yell at a woman. I don't think if a woman hits him, I think he should walk away. I don't think he should hit back. For sure. I don't like I'm not saying that he should yell at her, but I am saying that like she's fighting his battle. Yeah. I I think. Or it's their battle because they're married to become true. So they should both equally participate in fighting it. Yeah. Instead of him kind of just like going about it, (laughs) going about his life. Yeah. In the background. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. That's a very interesting, um, very interesting take, Freeman. Let us know what well, you I like think. your take too. I really do. This is fun. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you're Team Millennial or Team Gen Z. Um, <laughs> let's just do one of these last stories. Which one would you prefer? I had planned for the Planned Parenthood one. Okay, let's do that one. Our last story, we are um, going to be talking Planned Parenthood. This is from the Washington Examiner. And it says, of course, Planned Parenthood supports child marriage. This is a opt-ed, by the way. So, but might- However, I read the pretty much the exact same article on NBC. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, like almost verbatim. This one's like obviously biased. But NBC says the exact same facts is it, as oh, this article. Okay. Um, so here we go. As states push to end child marriage, they face an unlikely appoint, opponent, the abortion lobby. Some California lawmakers want their state to outlaw child marriage. Yet, it is not the far right leading the push against the ban in California. It is organizations such as Planned Parenthood and the American Lib- Civil Liberties Union, ACLU. Their opposition to outlawing child marriage is a perfect example of how these organizations, especially Planned Parenthood, do not care about women. Child marriage is a, is a lousy foreign cultural practice imported to the U.S. It remains legal in 41 states, but every state should outlaw it. When child marriage happens in other countries, the State Department calls it a human rights abuse. Hmm. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU opposes banning child marriage for different reasons. The ACLU thinks children can consent to marriage. Quote, we believe that some youth can appropriately make the decision for themselves. An ACLU spokesman told LA Times. And Planned Parenthood falsely claims that outlawing child marriage somehow infringes on abortion rights for minors. A spokesperson for the organization told the LA Times that law should not impede on the reproductive rights of minors and their ability to decide what's best for them, their health, and their lives. The abortion debate is irrelevant here. Blue states, such as Massachusetts and New Jersey, have outlawed child marriage, and abortion is unfortunately still legal. New Jersey requires no parental consent or notification, and Mass only requires parental notification for minors under 16. Regardless of one's view of abortion, Making parents aware of statutory rape is a good idea. Hopefully, California and other states will ignore these special interest groups and do what's right. And finally, in this barbaric practice, girls are suffering because of child marriage. So those who care about the well-being of women should fight to outlaw it. 
Go ahead. Oh, want me to go first? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Child marriage. We have to decide where is the line. We have to make... I'm a very big... Now, this might sound a little crazy. And I might be alone in this. I like having rules and lines. Do I cross the rules and lines sometimes? Absolutely. But I Are they do... maybe even meant to be crossed <laughs> at times? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I do like to have that, to have, like, something to, uh, I guess, measure. We have to decide, are children children or are they adults? And we have mm. to come up with an idea. I think about, for example, 16. Getting married at 16 is crazy right now. Like the idea of a 16-year-old being mature enough to get married, what? My grandmother got married at 16. Mm-hmm. During her time, I mean, that was old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, she's a spinster at 16. You're not married. Oh, You're kidding. You know? <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Probably 17. Right. Um, so... I, we have to come up, we have to decide, like, are children children or are they adults? And I think that a lot of us do with maturity. And I think that if, like, I, I really don't understand why Planned Parenthood has anything to do with this. I've been trying to figure out, like, why they would think that it would affect child, like, yeah. abortion. But I can't really, I, I don't fully understand it. Um, because in my head, anyway. The ACLU's point, um, what did they say? They said that children can consent to marriage. I disagree. I disagree. I will say that, because in my head I'm thinking, like, maybe they mean, like, two 16-year-olds. Two 16-year-olds can consent to each other, but, like, is that wise? Like, is that smart? Is that, should we be, like, is that is, is I something we should do? I definitely agree that 16 is weird. For today. I'm not sure that, like, it... I feel like there are laws where it's, like, at 16, if you have, like, the consent of parents, you know, you can go through with it. Right? There are. Yeah. What do you think of that? Is the other what person What do you around? think? Mallory, you're president, you're POTUS. What is the marriage law? So, okay. If it's like a sixteen-year-old and another seven, like let's say sixteen and seventeen, right? Their parents consent. Fine, I guess. Uh huh. I'm probably doing one of those things. All right, you guys mature, because like I do think you can at sixteen and seventeen. That's not smart, but I do think that you free country. It's a free country. I think it's possible, you know, as Christians, you know, you're you're reading the Bible, you have your relationship with God. Okay, fine. Um, under that, I just don't see like yeah. a fourteen-year-old, yeah. even a four. Like once again, like I think eighteen to sixteen, those are like they're a little bit more mature. I think they understand consequences a little bit better, not much better but a little bit better. And if they're with, and they're both within that age range, you know, 16 and like a 25 year old, absolutely not. Not Mm. okay. Not, no, no. Now when she turns 18, if they meet when she's 18 and he's 25, icky, I wouldn't want my child to do it. Cause I just, I mean, even as I'm saying that, like, I just don't understand a context where an 18-year-old and a 25 would even be in the same room. So, like, I don't know. I I know someone at work who's my age, and she's married to someone 25 years older than her. I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. How old so? Give me the age. Give me the age. Gages. I think she's... I think she's 25, and I think he's 40. And okay, so I don't actually think that's wrong. That's not twenty five. That's not twenty five. I shouldn't have said twenty five years difference. I sure, think it was sure. like fifteen. That's fifteen. That's and I don't think that's wrong. I don't even think twenty five is necessarily wrong. I just don't understand what the context is. They'll be like, what do they even talk about? Like that's I'm twenty eight. 
what would I, what would I have in common with a 21 year old even? Like, what would we talk about? Like, what is what you and I talk all the time as a, as a like lover, like we can have good conversations as friends, but like as a lover, like what, like what would we have in common to discuss? Like you bodies. I don't know. I, I, I completely hear you. But our feelings, we can't make laws based on, like, ick, you know? True. That's why, like I said, like, 18 and 25, I wouldn't recommend it. But, like, that 18, I think it's an adult. Right. And 25, like, I just, I don't, once again, I don't know where they would even meet. Okay. I'm really caught up on Planned Parenthood, like, supporting child marriage and I'm really not surprised by it. I mean, every time they do something that's, like, so wild to me, I have to remind myself that this this is, this is, this makes sense. This tracks. Yeah. Like, how many times have we seen Planned Parenthood cover up human trafficking situations? How many times have we seen, you know, 40-year-old men bringing in 15-year-old girls that they are not related to mm-hmm. requesting a secretive abortion? Multiple at that multiple at that multiple actual convictions of and firings of Planned Parenthood employees for things like this as far as we know I think it tracks I think what I am like the whole Planned Parenthood aspect so like ACLU like I said I I can cut like I don't necessarily agree but I can see how they reached that conclusion parent parent Planned Parenthood I it's so hard for me to wrap my mind around it yeah here's what it is it's the idea that even if you're 12, you, okay, and I don't agree with this, but even if you're as young as 12, you have a right, this is what they would say, to your body, and you have a right to marry. Because if you don't have a right to marry, okay. you okay. don't have a right to your body because you're a child, right? Like, okay. if you don't have a right to marry, you're not going to be taken as seriously when you do have to make bodily decisions, quote unquote. Okay. So if we can lower the age of consent, if we can make children sexual creatures, then we can normalize abortion among children. Okay. And thank you for breaking that down for me. And I think that is just the, unfortunately, the natural progression of saying that abortion is okay in every circumstance. I think you did a good job breaking down what Planned Parenthood is believing and like what you have to, if you're going to say abortion should be legal, you're going to have to, and you're going to say without any con, like without any restrictions, you're going to have to make that jump to child marriage, which is so crazy. Like I said, I couldn't even, like I didn't understand it. (laughs) It's so such a crazy idea, but that's, if you're going to say that, that's the natural progression. I mean, if you think back to like five years ago, we were all outraged that they were advocating for, you know, 12, 13, 14 year olds having access to birth control. Right. Then it became access to birth control without parental consent. Then it became abortion without parental notification or consent. Now it's marriage to a, possib- a possibly horrible horrible man or i guess woman and and we're trying well, to keep up we're just yeah. trying to keep up yeah i mean and this is child marriage results in all kinds of like sexual violence trauma injuries exploitation true love is obedient true love has boundaries Unlike Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And this is like that slippery slope that we were warned about. And we say it's a fallacy. And I remember thinking like, oh, X, Y, Z is not going to happen. But this is, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the natural progression. This does happen. This is that slippery slope. So once again, back to boundaries, back to having the rules and the laws. This is why it's so important for us to have a concrete time that we as a country recognize life begins. And the only time that we can 
that is logical, philosophical, moral, (laughs) is at conception. And that's why we need a concrete time. Anything else you want to add? I just think, I mean, I go back to this a lot, but like, if you can weaken the family, you can weaken society. Mm -hmm. The attack on the family, it's working. And, you know, if you can, if you can manage to separate the most natural, the strongest animalistic bond between mother and child, you can do anything. And they've, they've managed to do it. And hot take, another example of Weekend in the Family that we've been talking about in this podcast is uh, Charlie Sheen's daughter smoking vapes every single day since she was 14, joining OnlyFans. Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards were very toxic. And they did oh, not... without a doubt. Was not a good... I mean, I don't even know how long they were married, but it just wasn't healthy. It wasn't good. It was, and their family, the family unit, broke down, and these are partially the results. Yeah, so you're right. 100%. Nobody wins when the family feuds. That's from exactly. Jay-Z. Should we do this last little segment? Because it is interesting. Do you want to just kind of do like a really quick, here's what happened, be aware? Sure. So um, this is from Live Action. Jennifer Anderson and Reese Witherspoon. Who? Jennifer Anderson and Reese. No, 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 no. Gen- Jennifer Aniston. Oh my goodness, my tongue. Okay. Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Their show called Pro Life Pregnancy Centers Sick and Insane. They have the show on Apple podcast called on apple um tv called the morning show and they push a pro-abortion propaganda propaganda in a recent episode and it included pregnancy resource centers and they called them sick and insane they had false claims about the prc's um a texas one of the characters saying i agree we all agree things in texas sucks a lot of things but maybe we just like i don't know look forward to the barbecue True. It's delicious. Brisket roasted over the ashes of women's anatomy. Though PRCs oh. are often derided by pro-abortion activists, the facts are quite different. PRCs have helped hundreds of thousands of women with material goods and resources, including, but not limited to, healthcare, housing, baby gear, diapers, clothing, daycare, educational opportunities, and more. One study estimated the value of the free resources provided by PRCs to be over $270 million in just one year. It is abortion facilities, not PRCs, which are known to lie to women about gestational age, fetal development, and the risk and complications of abortion. In reality, studies have found abortion pills to be four times more dangerous than first trimester surgical abortions. The pro-abortion group I don't know the name, published a study that found that 6% of women who took the abortion pill had complications requiring visits to the emergency room or urgent care, including 10 serious adverse events, 8 hospitalizations, and 5 blood transfusions. Just over 4% of women required surgical interventions as well. Another study found that among women who took the abortion pill in the United Kingdom, 6% had to be treated for complications. However, a separate study posted that the real complication rate is actually much higher. Women are often advised to lie to emergency room staff and say they were having a miscarriage, leaving out the fact that they took the abortion pill and skewing the statistics. The morning show may be filled with pro-abortion propaganda, but it's clearly very short of the truth. This Yeah, Reese Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are not our friends. No. (laughs) They're talented and beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But they're not our friends. And really quick, this reminds me of a show I've talked about it probably a bunch of times, The Bold Type. I was obsessed with it. It's about three best friends that work for a magazine in New York. They're super cute. It was fun. The fashion, da 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 They did an episode where they referred to pregnancy resource centers as these big, awful, scary things, and they lied to me. And it just, like, left a very yeah. bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. When we see these things, 
I just think it's very important for us to push back. It's very important for us to say, give facts and statistics. Go to your local pregnancy center and see what all that they do. If you don't believe them, see what all that they do. Um, yeah. Call, call Planned Parenthood and ask for prenatal care. They will literally tell you they don't have any. I've done it. So I think it's just important for us to push back when we see these things. And also, I don't think we should have like TV shows that are surrounded around a pregnancy resource center. But I do think that those of us who are talented and can write shows and movies, I think this is just a reminder that we could be making movies and TV shows that show PRCs in a positive light, just casually, just like how they like, do that casually. Just be normal. Exactly. Just casually. It doesn't have to be like a big like, look at us. But yeah, no. A simple someone goes in, they smile, come out. It's like they do their thing. We can have an ultrasound. Whatever. Right. All right, ladies. If you enjoyed this, oh, did you want to add anything? No. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure (laughs) you rate, review, like, and subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you tell us. What was it? Tell us, can you describe a color? Describe a color for us in the comments. Also, do you think that a man should only approach a man when it comes to a fight and a woman only approach a woman when it comes to a fight? Or if the man should jump in if it's directed at him? Um, And then... Well said. Lastly, I think those are the only two questions we had. Let us know. Um, and then make sure you share this episode, a very different episode. Get some merch. Join the Patreon. Listen to Dear Other Girl. Become- we have our event coming up this weekend. The weekend after you guys hear this. Come to uh-huh. the event. How did I forget to mention that? Come, come, come. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Take fun. Lots of pictures. It's a pumpkin patch. If you're looking for something fun, fall girly to do, this is it. Fun, cute, flirty. This is the event. All right, everybody. Have a great day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye. Bye.